Well, welcome back to the Grace and the Adventure of Leadership podcast. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Sovereign Grace Churches Australia, and our hope is to cultivate leadership which is fueled and formed by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm Riley Spring, and I'm here with Dave Taylor. We're pastors in Sovereign Grace Australia, and we're just glad that we get to be able to have this opportunity to speak to you. Yeah. Yes. Today, what we're going to be yes. talking about is um, going on from where we've been. So we, we've talked about kind of overview of our hope in planting and, and establishing churches here in Australia is to see churches which uh, know, apply, and proclaim the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. That's that's the big picture of what we're trying to get mm. done. And then last episode, we looked at, okay, let's not talk about any strategy. Let's just talk about our own soul. Uh, how mm. do you personally... Um, and passionately know the gospel for yourself. And you did the big uh, big book giveaway? Oh, big book giveaway. And, um, is it still available? It's still it? available. Oh! So if you listen to that, this then listen to this. Did you find any together for the gospel? Well, we'll see. <laughs> so where was I saying? <laughs> uh, in the few episodes time, we're going to be talking a little bit more practically for church leadership, you know, for preaching and, and worship mm. and getting some guests on uh, for That'd that, which would be good. But before we get there, I want to I want to just get back to the, our life and our soul and who we are. And I want to talk. We want to talk today about knowing the gospel at home. And I don't want to assume that the soul of the 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 pastor and the soul of the family. Um, I just don't want to assume that that's a major category for people. So, Dave, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us why do you think it's so important for church leaders, Christians in any sphere? to make their home (laughs) such a vital place where the gospel is being known and loved and proclaimed and discipled? Yeah, great question. To be honest, Riley, I think for many years, I probably wouldn't have assumed that the home was necessarily a place of great priority. Hmm. I would have probably more naturally assumed as a Christian, and then particularly as a Christian leader, the home is a great place that you're grateful for, but now we're all in this and we're on mission, so let's just all be out there right. doing everything we can for Jesus. The home <clears throat> for the church. Yeah, probably more that way around, mm. a means to an end mm-hmm. rather than an end in of itself. But it was actually when I went to pastor's college in particular, um, Emma and I had been married for four months or five months and just started to see families that were very different to maybe mm. anything I'd seen before. Marriages, very different families very different where clearly i mean goodness these guys are just treasuring each other right yeah and i think i learned there what it what ephesians 5 means what it means to be a husband that lays your life down for your wife and i think our our marriages are a living demonstration of the gospel so we have to be able to say as a husband that the greatest treasure we have outside of christ is our spouse Hmm. it is our wife and then our children. That you know, the reality is that our churches can get different pastors and different leaders, but our kids just have us as their dad. Yep. We're it. And so it, it changed my whole orientation. Mm. Seeing what we saw in the United States, particularly living with a family who were a very godly family, just really re educated our lives mm. into understanding the gospel first and foremost starts with ourselves, and then the next circle before we think about anything to do with church is our home. It's our family, it's our wife and our children. 
And you get a sense of that in 1 Timothy 3 when Paul says, you know, to Timothy, when you're looking for elders, you know, they must manage their family well. You know, they must right. rule well right. in the home for how they care for the family of God. Yes. And he doesn't explicitly say anything about the gospel there, but, you know, that's Paul's heartbeat. So I'm assuming he was looking for families that loved and treasured Christ together yes. as examples of men who could then do it for the church. Because I if, think that's right. If I, the I, family, I, if there's a disconnect with what's happening at home right. and what's happening in the pulpit, then that's going to eventually, surely that has to come out. Exactly right. And I think even the tone of that, from what I see, is is children then and a wife that is really, in the right sense, really loving this yeah. husband and dad because he's like Jesus. You know, there's just this sense mm. of, my dad clearly really loves the Lord and it's infectious and helps them. Yeah. Um, very, very important. Okay, so so the home is, is not just where you go to rest from ministry or, yeah. or work, but the Isn't home the is, yeah. is ministry. It's a qualifying and disqualifying factor for ministry. Yeah. Primary uh, place of service. And it's a primary, primary place of service. So for you in your own home and your experience, how do you know the gospel together with your wife? Why don't we start with marriage? And how do you guys love Jesus and live for Jesus together? Not just doing yeah. things for the church, but just in your soul and your relationship and the way you're helping each other. How does that play out? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I would, I would have to say my wife is at least a hundred times more godly than me. <laughs> so when it comes to demonstrating the gospel, um, I mean, I'm not even joking. I just think she is such a godly lady that demonstrates the gospel so incredibly mm. well in the way she loves me and, and supports me and encourages me. Uh, I think no one encourages me. More than my wife, probably no one corrects me more than my wife in a good way. Yeah, in a good way, in a way that I, I enjoy I watching her do it. Yeah, too. You, you know, like, <laughs> I get yeah, it. Yeah, most people have witnessed it <laughs> different times, and it helps me. It aids yeah. me, and she has my absolute permission and respect to do so. I need that. Mm. I need people that don't fear me, but in the right sense are committed to me. Um. So, look, I think how does the gospel work in our home? I think Erin and I have a very, very, very close relationship. Mm. So we talk about Jesus a ton. You know, where we're at with the Lord, what we're thinking about the Lord, what's amazing us, what's not amazing us, what might be distracting us, all the above. So I think part of part of the gospel being in our marriage is talking about the gospel. Yep. What are we reading? What are, what are we dreaming about? What are we thinking about? What's amazing us? But I think a lot of the gospel in marriage is... is demonstrated mm. it's the tone of your voice it's the mm. cherishing the nourishing being bothered noticing um so i think you know when when paul tells us to lay our lives down as christ as christ does the church yeah um that's that's a staggering statement we're meant to be like someone and so for me that just starts with am i preferring my wife am i today thinking hmm. about me or am i thinking about her and who is the best thing in my life outside of christ mm. can i honestly say experientially and practice that it's my wife hmm. and if not we need to readdress that and work that out so things like even things like date nights for me that they're, they're, <clears throat> they're a part of treasuring a relationship mm. and enjoying our relationship but it's not just that it's, it's also a way of enjoying the gospel together because the closer we are, the more of a representation we are of Christ and the church, the gospel plays a part in this. Yeah, because um, it's sort of like um, if we're meant to be like Christ and what does Christ do? 
Well, not only does he lay down his life for his bride and serve her, but he, he gives her gifts. He cherishes her. He yep. loves her. Yep. He, you know, he wants to be with them. He says, surely yep. I'll be with you to the end of the age. So yep. it's not just like uh, we're co-workers yes, exactly, in ministry exactly. together and we happen to be married <clears throat> yep. and sleep in the same bed. It's, yep. There's a, a romance, an intimacy, a, a treasure. Definitely. Which, Simon you know, Solomon. Yeah. You know, the whole premise is you, this is clearly, clearly minimally two people who really love each other. And it's going to be a demonstration of the gospel and the way that's played out. It's mm. beautiful. Yeah. Well, one of the things for me in our marriage, and I don't do this well enough, and I just, you know, it's on my mind because it's something I've been thinking about recently. I haven't been doing well enough is one of the ways that we play this out is just trying to make sure that each of us is genuinely spending time with the Lord personally. Um, yeah. And not just oh, assuming excellent. that they yep. are because yep. they're alone or, yep. you know, we've given them the space, but actually that whole check-in of like, how is your soul? And how are you doing with the Lord? And, you know, and even when I counsel Maddie at times or she counsels me, it's like, what are you doing with your sins? And what do you need to repent of? And yes. and actually bringing the, the reality of the gospel in and exactly. then confessing sin together to the Lord and experiencing, you know, yes. we, we sometimes pray together and just appropriate the gospel in our prayer and, and always just feel this tension uh, alleviate and joy come in our family. So that's, that's something that we've experienced. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, when you just said there, particularly when your kids are small, we got taught it helped us massively. Our kids mm. aren't small anymore. But when they were, just is that husband taking the time to, what can I do today for you so that you can have time with Jesus? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything greater you can do mm. for your wife than that. Okay, so we've got the the marriage. Um, now, what about the parenting? Like, if people mm. are blessed with kids, and um, yeah, whatever sphere of leadership you're in, whether it's church leadership or you're in business, you name Christ, you're a husband or you're a wife. Uh, how do you? But for you, you're not a wife. You're a husband. <laughs> how do you thank, go? Thank you for confirming that. <laughs> for all our listeners that were worried yeah. sick. Uh, how do you go about trying to bring the gospel and? To bear upon your children and how have you sought to do that you've got josh you know yeah he's, he's, we've got 19, is he 19 yet yeah. yes and then crazy and then you've got two children that are very young uh, yep foster children yep and then nine through 19 yeah we have yeah. so you've got plenty of experience five kids mm. um in that how have you sought to do it and i know you would say you're not perfect in it and so we're not looking for perfect we're yeah. just looking for something no, something no, I would, I would something say we're, we're way less than perfect perfect we no, I don't even, that doesn't even come into my head. We're way under that. Um, what do we do? I, I don't think I've done a, an exceptional job, genuinely, of, of like being super proactive in training the kids in certain things. I don't think, mm. I've, I don't think I've done amazing. Well, you've been proactive in some, why don't you tell us the areas you've been proactive in? Because they've been, they're yeah. really helpful areas. I've been proactive in some things. Yeah. I think what, what we've done well in is creating good relationships with the kids. Yes. So there's a friendship and intimacy. Yeah, we're, we're a cl very close family, very yeah. bothered. Um, I've always guarded them, um, in, I think in a right sense, from being pastor's kids. I've mm. always wanted them just to be just be honest with me. Wherever you're at with the Jesus, I'm, I'm good to go. Mm. But just let's talk. Let's, let's talk because there's nothing more important than you understanding who Jesus is and why he died. And right, so you don't have was. to perform now, at now, church so if you're saying that, I don't believe it. It's like, that's okay. Mm. Let's not let's not play a game. Let's let's be, let's let's do this together. And I think that's been an expression of the gospel to them in part. But out of that closeness relationship, we do spend a lot of time 
um, applying the gospel. Mm. Definitely. So whether it be a younger kid that's that in the midst of getting corrected on something, is just saying, well, I just can't do it. They're like gold moments. Bing, 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 They're bing. just like happy days moments. Because you're able to say, well, no, you can't. And that's why Jesus came. Mm. And your dad can relate because that's why he came for me. Because there are hundreds of things that I cannot do. But Jesus did it all for us. You know, they're, they're precious moments. Mm. Um, I remember my dad doing that with me at times. It's now a privilege to do that for my kids. Um, I think another thing we've done done probably well in is being quick to confess our sins to our kids. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they be two years old or 22, it doesn't really bother me. You know, if, if we've if we've sinned before them, mm. to go and say, hey, son, I'm, I'm sorry. When I corrected you, that I was actually angry mm. and it was inappropriate. And would you forgive me? Wow. Um, yeah. And maybe would you even pray for me? Because mm. I need forgiveness from the Lord. And we, we've done that, you know, and that's been a, a real key part of, otherwise we're saying to our kids, hey, you go, you go change, but I'm fine. Yeah. I'm perfect. You know, I mean, that's just unrealistic. So particularly as the kids get older, we've tried to really walk with them as a fellow pilgrim mm. and help them say, I get it. I get it. I get your challenges, get your temptations. I can feel them all as well. I love you. Can't stay where you are. Yeah. Jesus is enough. And here's the answer is the gospel. We're going to get yeah, there. That's right. Yeah. So I think what we've, what we've maybe not doing what super well in is just that sort of regular boom, boom, boom. We're just having these. You didn't catechize your children or something. No, probably have not done so well in that, but we've done well at um, influence, dazzling them with the gospel, mm. I think, and then influencing them towards the gospel and then really unpacking that with them. So they're living in the good of, isn't Jesus amazing? Yeah. Uh, I think they get that. Which has been good. What do you do? I think you do very well in this with your. Young well, children. we we. I mean, uh, uh, we have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a zero. Good to Both yeah. my wife and I are idealists, and so we err down the side of like, <laughs> we, we, we can catechize our children. <laughs> we go for it. Um, but we we, we're yet to see whether or not we're we're creating uh, a terrible. You for having a good day. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not the fruit will come, we'll we'll see. Mm. Um, and we've been we have the privilege of watching you guys go ahead of us. And so we're trying to balance like how much can we train them, but also just win them and and try and and balance it. So some of the things, I mean, I find discipline is a great way of bringing the gospel to bear at home and and celebrating. And so we have a little, you know, when, when we, when we're disciplining our children and training them, we just rehearse the gospel almost every time when we can. And it's taking them through, like you said, and, we are going through, we actually are, are going through a catechism at the moment as a family. We're yeah, going which through one the, are you using? The Heidelberg Catechism. Come on. So, um, and the reason I chose that one is it's very warm and it's very, you know, it begins with what is your only comfort in life and death? Uh, oh, that so I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, and it, then it goes on to talk about how he saved us by his precious blood, yeah. rescued from the tyranny so of the you devil. you are full on teaching them the we, gospel. Yeah. <laughs> you are catechizing yep. them in the gospel. And not just the facts of the gospel, but the, the feelings that ought the to go with it, it um, which is Excellent. really cool. So we do that in the morning, the evening, we read the Bible together. There's some practices and then we're just trying to win them and have fun and dance and yeah. do stupid stuff as well. Um, so that would be something that we're doing in our home and... Uh, but yeah, we're, our kids are young. We'll, we'll, we'll see the fruit. And, You're doing a good job. Um, yeah. yeah. What about, what would you say for people that are 
realizing they're looking, they're hearing this maybe. And mm-hmm. I hope people aren't hearing and thinking our families are perfect because <laughs> well, they they're very much out. not. <laughs> just come <laughs> over and just see the inconsistencies <clears throat> yeah. and the lack. Just come and hang out. But perhaps someone's feeling even just a sense from the spirit, like, oh, I'm not giving attention to this. Yeah. What, what, what should they do? Where, where should they go? Um, you know, maybe they're in pastoral ministry, maybe they're in business, maybe they're you know, a mum or a dad who's found this podcast and they're like, I want to give attention to my home. Help me. Tell me what, what should I do? I haven't given you a prep on this question. So yeah. where would you go? Well, I think one of the first things I would do is if I'm a Timothy in need of some help, I need to find a Paul. Great. So I actually yes. think, you know, I think it takes humility but I think God opposes proud, gives grace to the humble. And mm-hmm. so I think when we when we get into a situation where it's like, I am just not good at this, find somebody where you look at the fruit of their life yes. and think, would you teach me how to do that? Or would you disciple me how to be a better dad, better husband? I think God blesses that again and again mm-hmm. and again. I think many times people don't have the humility to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think God opposes the proud. <laughs> Yep, so I think you won't grow. humility yeah. of finding finding somebody who can disciple you would be my strongest recommendation. And what happy discovery that would be. Mm. Um, and you might find that people are hesitant to be your mentor because that sounds mm. like a, a huge burden. But whatever you can do to get around, just invite yourself over, invite your family over and yes. just see how they do it. Because so much of this, I reckon, and I've learned from you and the other guys, is it's tone. It's intention. Yeah. Rather than like, yeah, anyone can tell you, here's your four things you need to do, but it's how they're done. That like the gospel comes not, is fact, but it's delivered with an embodiment, you know, and and how it's done. I wonder as well, I wonder whether, if if there's any listeners that are not actually in pastoral ministry yet, but are thinking about pastoral ministry. I think this needs to be a big part of the criteria of training. Yes. You know, as, as you're looking to prepare for ministry, it's easy to watch your doctrine, mm. but not always give a lot of attention to watching your life. Good. So again, this discipleship piece of where can I go? What church can I plug into where these brothers are going to help me with my life, mm. where there's other wives that can help my wife really prepare to be a ministry family? Man, I just think that's so, so, so important, but often overlooked as if it will just happen. I don't yes. think it will just happen. Or if it's it's not even particularly necessary. As long as there's mm-hmm. not flagrant sin or something like that, it's yeah. like, yeah, as long as your family's together, you're qualified. Yeah, which is but a if, disaster. But if yeah. you're looking into ministry, I cannot recommend highly enough finding, <laughs> uh, from my experience, being around people that do this well and love the yep. Lord and so being looking. humble yep. in it, it's been invaluable for us. and yeah. um, Fantastic. Well, I hope this episode helped you, um, help you know, inspire you perhaps and encourage you to bring the gospel home, enjoy it at home, sing it at home. Even this, you know, this morning, my family, we were singing a hymn together yeah, and you know, we're a bit old school like that. We enjoy it, but to enjoy Christ together uh, and then to take that into the church and take that into the world and into business. Um, so thanks for listening to the Grace and the Adventure of Leadership podcast. We'll be back soon with more episodes. See you next time. Pretty good.
good at not doing the podcast. <laughs> we're pretty good yeah, at talking. We're, yeah, we know really well. I don't know. It's quite hard to just go straight. Yeah. I don't know what pe- what the professionals do. Or maybe they're just better than us. <laughs> Could be that. <laughs> Could be that. <laughs>